You're listening to Confidently Beautiful with Sierra, a podcast to help you stay confidently beautiful because we all have confidence inside us. We just need to bring it out and I'm here to show you how. Body image, dreams, parenting style, personality, and more. Here we cover it all. Get ready to stay confidently beautiful. Hello, welcome to another podcast episode. I'm so excited because I have a very special guest that I was able to interview, and I'm so excited for you to listen to the interview. It was really good, really, really insightful, things that I didn't know, things that blew my mind, and also made me a little bit nervous to be having my kids grow older in this tech-heavy world, but also at the same time did give me some confidence to feel like I know what I can do to help them, and also that I have a million resources. He gave so many good resources. I have Nate with Save the Kids and Bullies Be Gone talking to us, and he is going to be sharing a lot of his tips and things that he has seen specifically with social media and cyberbullying, but also just screens in general and some really good advice. Here it is. I hope you enjoy it just as much as I loved learning from him. You're a teacher? I'm a school counselor. Oh, awesome. That's cool. So you know, like, all the things about the kids. Yeah, well, I mean, I see them every single day, and yeah. they usually tell me stuff before they tell their parents stuff, mm-hmm. because they test it out on an adult to see how an adult's going to handle it. There's a lot of angst and a lot of anxiety right now. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. Yeah. Are you seeing, like, a huge increase now than from, like, a couple years ago, before pandemic and everything? Yeah. Yeah, I, I am. I think a lot of it is they're nervous that, you know, a flip of a dime, there might be another shutdown. Yeah. But also, there's a lot more added pressures right now than there were even two or three years ago. Two or three years ago, TikTok was not as huge as it was, Mm -hmm. and Instagram was still big, but now TikTok and Instagram are huge. They base their worth so much off of those two platforms, it's ridiculous. And so I see a lot of anxiety around there. You are affiliated with Save the Kids, correct? Yes, yep. I'm a speaker for Save the Kids, and I run their podcast, too. Yeah. I love that. So tell a little about Save the Kids and, like, their mission and everything. I'm familiar, but maybe our listeners aren't. Totally. So Save the Kids started by this awesome guy who's my mentor, Colin Karchner. Um, whole thing was to help kid get kids off of social media, um, help them to love their lives, help them to get off their phones, experience life, to be kids again. Um, and so Save the Kids, they strive to help educate parents to learn how to protect their kids and raise resilient kids in this tech-heavy world. You know, protect them from the pedophiles of the internet, protect their kids from the body-shaming culture that's online, from the comparison culture that's online, and just to help them see that they can have a happy life off of their phones. Um, anyway, back in 2020, Colin passed away, um, and it was very, very sad. And Save the Kids is like, this movement was bigger than him. It's bigger than any one of us. We need to keep moving forward. I joined the team. A few other people joined the team, and we're just trying to help everyone learn how we can best save our kids because we need all hands on deck right now. And, yeah, that's how it came. And I, and I go, I go yeah. speaking in school. So I have an Instagram page called Bullies Be Gone. Um, And that's how I met Colin initially is because me and him were talking about some anti-bullying stuff and how it really, the Venn diagrams, they they mix a lot when talking about bullying and social media. There's a lot of intermixing there. And so we were talking a lot back then. And so um, anyway, with my Bullies Begone stuff, I I, I was speaking in schools already. And so I just offered to save the kids, hey, guys, I'm already speaking in schools. I'd I'd love to join the team and help you guys out. And so... 
yeah, just going around speaking in schools, talk, talking to people, doing parent nights. Uh, how can we can best, you know, be confident with our kids and our technology, but, you know, raising resilient kids in a super tech-heavy world? Because the technology is not going anywhere. It's here to stay. And so parents, I mean, we need to learn how to raise resilient kids in a tech-heavy world. And that can be really overwhelming for a lot of people. Is it harder for parents to set screen limits for kids than it used to be? Or what's your advice on that? So, no. I don't think it's harder to set limits on screens than it used to be. Um, it is, it, it is going to be hard no matter what if you do it the wrong way. So a lot of times parents will say, all right, here's the deal. Instagram's horrible and you're not going to get on your phone ever again. I'm taking away cold turkey. Yeah, it's going to go bad. Don't do that, mom and dad. That's going to go very bad and your relationship with your kid is going to go poo-poo. So what I, what I talk about doing, I, I am not, first of all, I'm not yeah. actually anti-social media. Social media can be a wonderful place, but it amplifies what is already yeah. there. And so with teenagers and kids, there is a lot of insecurities. There is a lot of angst. There is a lot of trying to figure yourself out emotions. There's fear involved. There's anxiety. And that amplified makes it really easy. It's a bully's playground. It's a, it's a pedophile's playground. It's a playground for people to take advantage of people who are so insecure about themselves. And so when you're trying to think of how do I set boundaries with my kids, let your kids set the boundaries. If you sit down as a family and say, okay, we, we want to be better with our technology use. Mom and dad want to be better with our technology use. Because guess what, mom and dad, y'all are worse than the kids, okay? Um, <laughs> you're like, get off your phone. Okay, can you post so I can put this on Instagram? Um, literally. And so, but if you get together as a family and you ask, okay, mom and dad want to get better, um, for our technology use, our phone usage, we want to get better at this. And we think the whole family could benefit. So what are some of the rules we should have in our family when it comes to cell phones? What parts of the house should we never have cell phones? The kitchen table maybe? The, the two non-negotiables, no phones at the table, no phones in the bedroom. If your kids don't come up with that, you come up with that and be like, that's a good idea, right? Just nod your head, they'll nod, they'll nod their heads, just get through with that. No phones in the bedroom, no phones at the table. The reason with no phones in the bedroom, sleep is such an important factor in the mental health of a child. They need 8 to 10 hours. But when they have a phone in their bedroom, I promise mom and dad, they don't go to bed until midnight or past it. Because they're scrolling and looking at stuff on the internet. And some moms are like, well, it's their alarm. It's what they use to wake up. And I'm like, Karen, go to Walmart. It's a lot cheaper. Okay, You can get a, a battery-powered alarm there, too. Um, but yeah... When the kids help in setting those boundaries, when the kids help in setting those rules for technology, they're a lot more likely to follow it. Because the kids will say, yeah, I don't like how I feel when I'm on Instagram all the time. So maybe we should be limited to X amount of time on our phones. And thankfully, the phone companies like iPhones and, and, and Samsung and Android, they are doing a lot better at putting parental controls on your phones. So like with Instagram, parents can have Instagram accounts that link with your child Instagram account. Oh, that's I didn't even know that. Yeah, you can link it together so that you can be like, oh, no, you can't be on right now. I mean, the kid has to accept your parent request. Yeah. Which is funny. He's like, nope, you're not my mom. He's like, oh, yes, I am. But you can also, so one thing that I advise parents are like, okay, my kid needs Instagram, though, for, like, school because they're part of a club, and the club communicates on the social media pages. Okay, well... 
can they use Instagram on your phone, mom? So every time they're on social media, it's on your phone. Just a different account, but on your phone. You're sitting there, you're on the couch with them, it's on your phone. Yeah. But, but back to it, just setting the boundaries, the kids, when they participate in the setting of the boundaries, they're so much more likely to follow them, and it's so much easier on you as a parent because it doesn't feel like you're hounding them all the time mm -hmm. because they're the ones that set the rules. If anything, they'll be hounding you. Like, Mom, put your phone away. You said, oh, dang it, you were right. I am so sorry. Like, it goes so much more smoother when they're involved in the process. Yeah, I could see that even happening. I only have, my oldest is six. So I could even see that, like, when we set TV, like, limits and dad goes and turns on the TV or I go and look at something, then she's like, Mom, we're not doing screens right now. So, like, I yep. can see, like, even just a six-year-old, like, it's just going to obviously get more and more as they get older. So, and I remember when you were saying about sleep, I remember being a teenager before we had like all the social media and I would call, With your folding laptop. Yes, I know. <laughs> my, my, and I had my flip phone and I would have my flip phone on my face as I'm falling asleep. And if it would light up and I could see it under my eyelids, then like I knew that I like had a text message. And so it's like, I can only imagine what I would be like if I had what kids have now. So yeah. I think like setting limits and having them involved is probably like, that's the only way they're going to do it. If my mom had told me you can't have your phone in your room, I would have been like, no, <laughs> I'm on my phone. Yeah. So. Well, here's the thing. When we, when we set limits out of mistrust, then our kids are also going to act out of mistrust. Yeah. So, for example, let's say you say, you can't have your phone because I don't know who you're talking to, so we're not going to do this. It's, it's based around mistrust. And so the kid's like, okay, fine. I'll pretend like I'm following your rule. And they might do things like, well, there's something that's popular is they'll download the Instagram or Snapchat app while they're at school. And then they'll delete it before they get home every day. They just uninstall and reinstall it. Um, they, there's apps. One of them is called Calculator Vault, where it's a calculator app. But if you put in the right combination, like 64 plus 12, it becomes a vault where they can put their naughty pictures. Mm -hmm. Like there's Kids can hide things if they feel like mom and dad don't trust them. And so you're not setting rules because you don't trust them. You're setting rules and boundaries because you love them, because you, you, you care about their mental health, not because you don't trust them. When it's coming from a place of love and you're involving them, they're going to follow it because they're the ones that came up with it. That makes sense. So good. Really good advice. Um, so speaking of like social media and kids like downloading Snapchat and stuff at school, <laughs> um, what are some red flags that like parents could look for that it might be damaging their kids. Like, even if they know that they have them and they're not secretly doing it at school, they just know they have it. Like, what are red flags that they could look for? Um, red flags they could look for. That Snapchat's on their phone. Um, but also, you can tell them the way your child acts if something's up. Like, a lot of times, like, that's nothing, I'm fine. Yeah, they're not fine. If they have Snapchat, it's not if they've been sent a naked photo. It's when was the last time someone sent them a naked photo. I, as, as an experimental test, I set up an, a Snapchat account, and it wasn't public. And for like, I didn't set my information to public. I set it to private, but my account was public, so anyone could message me. Like, most kids set it up to be public. But when they asked me, what's your age? I said 15. They said, what's your gender? And I said, male. I just said I was a 15-year-old male. Anyway, within the hour, a new Snapchat account, within the hour... People had sent me nude pictures and were asking me for nude pictures. An hour? Yeah, within the hour. And here's the thing. When you create a Snapchat, when you create a Snapchat account, everything is defaulted to public. 
meaning the geolocation, yeah, that's defaulted to on. So anyone looks up on the geolocation map of Snapchat and they see all the little avatars of any active public Snapchat user in your area. So that means they can see, oh, look, so-and-so, who says they're 14 in their bio, which I can read, they're on 30th and Vine. Like, you can see precisely where they're at, and that's just the default. There's n the no None of the privacy settings are turned on. Um, and so if your kid has Snapchat, A, delete it. B, though, if, if they're like, no, I have to have it, whatever... I don't think they need it. I think you need to delete it. But bare minimum, turn off the geolocation and make sure it's a private account. So people, not just anybody can message it. Because the default, yeah. anybody can message you. And what happens is they make you feel special, they compliment your body, they ask you for more, and then they get you to send something more inappropriate, and then they tell you, hey, unless you give me $3,000, I'm going to send these photos to everyone you love. It's called sextortion, and it happens to so many of our kids. And so, yeah, when you're talking about red flags with Snapchat, I'm like, the app itself, giant red flag that it's on the phone, period. Because that's one of the primary ways that our teens are being exposed to pornography. And pedophiles, predators, the, the, the three Ps, all of that is, you know, Snapchat. Wow. That's crazy. So if... If they decided to keep Snapchat, if they were private, does that prevent them from getting that kind of stuff? Not. It doesn't prevent all the stuff. There's always a workaround. People can still send requests, and not every kid has the common sense, has been taught the common sense to not open requests from people they don't know. Let's say a 15-year-old boy who has not gotten a lot of attention at school, who's kind of an outcast, who doesn't have many friends... He gets a friend request, a message request on Snapchat from someone whose username is SexyGirl55. Of course this person who has n had no positive interactions, no attention, who is wanting acceptance so much, of course he's going to accept this friend request from a seemingly attractive person. Because any attention is better than no attention. These people prey on people who seem at their lowest. And so, no, it, sending it to private is not going to solve all your problems because kids might still open requests. And then you're just going to fall into the same thing. That's true. So just delete the app. Just delete the <laughs> app. It's not worth it. Snapchat, Snapchat literally was created for the distribution of pornography. So parents couldn't catch them. That's why it was created. Why do you think things disappear after 24 hours? It's so you can send naughty pictures to each other and parents can't catch you. That's the purpose that Snapchat was created. And so when your kids end up looking at pornography on Snapchat, don't get mad at them for using the app for its intended purposes because you gave it to them. That's really good. You're just handing it to them, like saying, here you go. So, wow. That just like, I just can't even believe it. it hasn't been, I mean, I like to say it hasn't been that long. It's probably been longer than, than I think. <laughs> but it hasn't been that long since I was in high school. And I just... It blows my mind, I guess, how quickly things can change with technology. And oh, I yeah. think parents have to, like, we have to know or else yeah. how are we going to... Well, that's the thing. A lot of parents are like, well, how can I keep up with the curve? Like, this just seems like too much work. I'm like, it is. Delete the apps. It is too much work. Like, delete Snapchat. You, if you have Snapchat, yeah. If you're willing to let your kid have any social media platform, you better 
have that platform on your phone. You better be connected with your child on that platform. You better know how to create content on that platform. And you better know, like, you need to know the platforms your kids are on. And if it feels like it's too much of a hassle, then your kid shouldn't be on that platform. Period. Dot the end. With cyberbullying, obviously it occurs on social media. <laughs> I mean, that's probably like one of the biggest places. Do you have any advice for that? And then like, where else are you seeing it? Like, I know it's not just on social media. Cyberbullying is easiest on social media. It doesn't occur very often in texts. It can, but you can block numbers really easily. On social media, you can create endless accounts after account after account with a different fake email after fake email after fake email. Um, cyberbullying takes many forms. For example, on Instagram, uh, last year it was really popular for schools to make tea pages. That's, that's, how, what's, that's what the kids call gossiping now. Spill the tea. And so they'll create these tea pages for their high schools. It'll be like Logan High tea page or Twilla High tea page. And people will just put on the stories like where the posts will just be rumors about other people. Hey, I heard so-and-so slept with so-and-so. Aren't they such a whore? Like, stuff like that. All over the Instagram page. And it's anonymous. Like, people don't say who sent it to them. They just post it. And people comment on it. Um, it like I said before, you can create fake usernames all the time. Now, let's say, let's say you have a kid and someone does something like that. They send them some bullying messages. They send them hateful messages. They send unkind things. First thing you need to do is take a screenshot of those messages. In order for law enforcement or administration or adults or someone to get involved, you need evidence that this thing is happening to you. And so take a screenshot so that it exists, that it's real, and that you have evidence. Next off, you can start just deleting crap <laughs> because you don't need that negativity in your life. What I mean, delete the connections with those people. Block them. Block any. Instagram has this cool feature. When you block someone, it prompts you and says, would you also like to block any accounts that they might make with this email? Yes, I definitely want to do that. Um, block, delete everything, break off the connection with those people so they can't send hurtful things anymore. And then this last one, arguably the most important Tell a trusted adult. Too many kids suffer in silence because they don't think anything's going to happen. They don't believe anyone's going to do anything. But if you have evidence that something is happening, it is so much easier for you to go to talk to a trusted adult, your principal, your school counselor, your school resource officer, your parents, somebody, that this thing is happening. These people said these things about me, and I don't feel safe at the school. And they can help address that. Do you have kids? So I have a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and the, the not born yet. And they're all boys. All boys. Okay, all boys. Have you started talking to your boys about social media? I mean, in a four-year-old language. Um, yes. So the things that social media that I'm worried about is like ex early exposure to pornography, sex, and things like that where they'll learn unhealthy relationships from things online. Because if you don't... If you're not conscious about what you teach your kids, the internet's going to teach, teach it for you. And so, like, we try to model good, healthy phone behavior at our home. But on top of that, yes, he's a four-year-old. And guess what? He knows his body parts. He, we've talked about, starting to talk about age-appropriate things in the realm of pornography, of sex, of these hard talks. Because, again, if you don't talk to them about it, the internet will. Do you want them Googling how to have sex? No, you do not. 
<laughs> Do you want them Googling those things? No, you don't want to leave it to the internet to teach them. You want to teach them. So yeah, I do. We talk about those things. We haven't talked about specifically social media. We do talk about our phones, how, yep, we don't have our phones at the dinner table, so you can't have your toy phone at the dinner table, um, and stuff like that, where we're setting our boundaries, even with, like, their toys, we try and set those boundaries with that as well. Like, hey, no no phones here, so you got to take your plastic phone downstairs, stuff like that. That's a good idea to, like, I mean, it's just a plastic phone, like, what's the harm? But just to get that in their mind, but, like, we just don't have phones, yeah. like... Yep. That's a good You're conditioning them psychologically because they, they, they have an association with phones, whether it's real or fake. They have an association with that. And so if they can take that association and apply it to the boundaries you set in your home at a young age, how much more likely are they going to be to keep on following those boundaries throughout the rest of their life? Do you have any resources? I mean, you have your Instagram page. We obviously have Save the Kids. <laughs> Do you have other resources that parents can go to for screen limits? Yes, so some of the best ones, um, there's one called Protect Young Eyes. Um, they, you can Google them. They're big. They're awesome. Their founder, Chris McKenna, is an amazing guy. Um, they have a ton of resources. Like if you're wondering about a certain app, odds are they have an app review already um, for parents to tell them how to use the app, if the app's safe. Um, they talk about different Wi-Fi solutions, like tech solutions, um, for tech boundaries in the home, how you can protect your internet with your router, how you can protect different programs and stuff like that. Love Protect Young Eyes. Um, there's another one, Andrea Davis from Better Screen Time. Um, she has a lot of templates for um, for screen-free activities and for like slowing screen introduction. None of these people are anti-screens. They are very pro-devices because technology is not going anywhere, yeah. but they're... They're very big into helping educate people. So those are probably my two, besides myself. Yes, of course. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Protect Young Eyes um, and Better Screen Time are two huge ones. And there's so many others too. Live Life Bigger, Defend Young Minds. There's a whole lot of other ones. But um, but but those two have been big, big, big helpful ones. Awesome. And how can people connect with you if they want to hear more from you? Oh, well, um, so they can, um, you can always hit me up on Instagram. It's at bulliesbe.gone on Instagram. You can always connect with me there, DM me there. Um, and that has my email and my speaker bio, forms, everything like that. So if you want to connect with me there, just shoot me a DM and we can start talking there. Well, thank you so much, Nate. This was so good. <laughs> it was fun to chat with you. And I, you were like on my list of people that I really wanted to interview. So I was so happy when you said yes. <laughs> Oh, thank you. I love this. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening. Connect with me on Instagram at Confidently Beautiful Podcast and share this episode with someone in your life who could use a little reminder of just how amazing they already are. Stay confidently beautiful.